You're listening to the Co-Creator Network. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Good afternoon. Welcome to Why Shamanism Now, a practical path to authenticity with your host, Christina Pratt, director of the Last Mask Center for Shamanic Healing. She's talking about how shamanic skills can bring us to physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being, especially when nothing else can. Now, here's your host, Christina Pratt. Welcome, everyone, to Why Shamanism Now. This is your host, Christina Pratt. I call out to the ancestors to join us here today, not only mine, but yours. I call out to the ancestors, not just of those listening here at this moment this show is recorded, but to every single one who will open this file and listen at any time in the future. I call out to these ancestors because it is on their shoulders that we all stand, and we ask them to come forward and join us here today, that we might learn from those who have gone before us. It is the job of the ancestors to remember, to remember all the richness learned from their lives lived. It is our job to listen to them, to learn from their mistakes, to share in the bounty of their lives, and to go forward with forgiveness, creativity, and change. So we call out to the ancestors to be with us here today to hold us well as we speak today about gratitude. And I call out to the energy of the earth below and to this home that we all share, I give great and profound thanks. Thanks to all the layers of the earth and all dimensions of the earth. Thanks for all that the earth has done for us to bring us here through the wonder of her dreaming. We give thanks to the earth for home and place, for connection and relation. We call out to the earth to be with us here today to be a firm foundation under our feet as we discuss gratitude and the opening of our hearts to each other on this planet. And we reach up from our heart to the tops of our heads all the way up to the highest power of the universe up into the sky and we call this energy down, bringing in blessing and protection and generosity into our circle today. We call out to the wisdom of the sky to bring us breath and inspiration, to bring us all the benevolence of the universe and the wisdom of the cosmos that we might learn from our most, most ancient ancestors. And finally, we call out to the wisdom of the heart in each one of us that beats true. We call out to the heart that knows the truth and hears the wonder in life around us if we can simply tune in. We call out to the heart that has the amazing capacity to merge the passions of the belly with the clarity of the mind to bring us together to focus on our soul's one true purpose and to give us the courage of heart to live that. May the ancestors support us in our efforts here today. Welcome, everyone. Today we are discussing the power of gratitude. So I want to share with you a recent experience that I had about gratitude. I was with a client um, in Manhattan, and this lovely man was sitting across from me telling me, sincerely telling me, you know, Christina, I should be dead. He was hard drinking, drug using every night, living his life hard, just pushing to the extremes. Many, many nights he shouldn't have woken up the next morning. And he said, I live He says, I don't really know what to do at this time in my life. I don't have a big spiritual practice. I don't have a teacher. I haven't found a guru. I don't know what to do. I just wake every morning in gratitude that I am alive. I wake every morning in gratitude that I have built a business that I am proud of. And I run this small business every day, and I am proud of the work that I do. And I give gratitude that I can wake each morning and I am able 
that I still have all ten fingers, two legs, two arms, hands, and feet to be able to do this good work in the world, and I give thanks. He says, I give thanks that I have an amazing woman in my life who loves me and asks me to stand up and be a man in my life and to love her back. A woman who calls my lies, lies, and my confusion, confusion, and loves me anyway. I give thanks for this. And he sat before me and said so sincerely, without making a big deal, but it was so honest and true, I should be dead. And I give thanks every day for this life that I have built. And I'm asking, he's there, you know, why is he with me? He's asking for help to take the next step. That's all. So I listened to this man, and we settled in to do the shamanic part of his session. And as I sat next to him and began to rattle and to sing and to move my energy out of a space of talking into a space of shamanic work and to touch his energy in that shamanic realm, as soon as I began to really merge with where he really is, not in the language and the personalities and the presentation of who we are out in the world that gets us through the day, nothing wrong with it, but beyond that, in the deeper energies of this man, a simple man, this is not a man with a guru with spiritual teachings, he, as he said, honestly, I don't know the way to do things. I just know I wake each morning in gratitude. And I spend however much time it takes for me to go through all the things I am grateful for every morning. And as I touched this man's energy, I was brought suddenly and surprisingly to tears. To true tears of gratitude myself. To simply be in the presence of this grace this man had cultivated in his life through his own simple, humble practice of gratitude. No big spiritual teachings behind it, nothing. Just thank you for my life. But real thanks, real gratitude. And here I am with my big fancy spiritual practice and my, you know, helping people, blah, blah, blah. And I am on my knees weeping to just feel the beauty and the grace and the spirit this simple man has cultivated in his life through his practice of gratitude. And so, on this day in which we hopefully are on our way to gather with friends and family to give gratitude. I wanted to to speak today about the power of gratitude. Gratitude is an aspect in, in my work of a visionary aspect of ourselves, of our inner complexity. Why? Because the visionary is the aspect of ourself that allows us to clear our hearts and connect with the heart's capacity for vision. In other words, to envision that which does not yet exist, to envision your soul's purpose, to envision whatever, the power of vision. And the thing that diminishes, the quality within us that diminishes this capacity or, or takes a clear heart and clouds it or, or shadows it in some way is doubt self-doubt. And what that does, what that doubt does, is it causes us to fixate on what's not working. And as I've thought about this show today, what I see in our lives is the thing that keeps us from being in a state of gratitude is the fact that we're fixated on what's not working. And we're not thankful for that. Now, we could do a show about why to become thankful for the things that aren't working. There's certainly an argument for that, but let's not go there today. 
I'd like to really just talk about gratitude and the ability to shift out of this fixation of what's not working to do whatever is necessary to clear your heart and to open your awareness to a larger vision. So, and I'm not talking about a great, big, fancy vision again. I'm just talking about just like this man, this beautiful, humble man did in that practice of gratitude each morning. He's just given thanks for what's right there in front of his face, what's right there in his heart, what's right there in his life. He's putting things in perspective, in correct perspective, I guess, correct for him in that day. In other words, instead of fixating on what's not working and blowing that way out of proportion and losing complete connection to everything in life that is exquisite and beautiful, he's saying thank you and keeping things in perspective. When we fixate on what's not working and we grow doubt in our heart, we lose our connection to a, just a correct vision of things, the right proportion, the relative perspective of this and that in your life. And so one aspect, one great power of gratitude is when we shift into a state of gratitude, the capacity to see what we would have thankful, um, thanks for, we return to a perspective, a, a, a right vision of our life. And that in and of itself is a great power because we lose the waste of energy on what is petty, on blaming and shaming ourselves, on all of these these crazy things we involve an enormous amount of energy in, which have no real meaning. Gratitude is about tuning into the things in life that have real meaning. So, with that said, I also, before we go too much further into this today, I do want to make one comment here about this whole issue of doubt and gratitude and clear hearts. There are people around us who have lived lives that are so challenging and involve so much suffering that it is really too much to ask them to, to have a clear heart and a clear vision. I was listening to a show today about homeless teens, and, and one of the things these kids were talking about is how you know, they've been abused by every adult in their life, and they don't know who to trust or how to trust. It's very hard to trust the universe when you haven't been able to trust anything in your life. And so as we go forward today to speak of gratitude, let's not forget those people who may truly wonder what there is in life to be thankful for or not. Because what I've also noticed in life, it is often the people who have suffered the most and had the greatest challenges, who are most able to give thanks for the small things in life and to build the strength and capacity within themselves by seeing those small things and building up from there. So the fact that we've suffered is not necessarily a reason that people don't feel gratitude. I've also known people who have more than they could ever need and can't remotely see that and do not give thanks for great abundance in their lives. And so a person's capacity for gratitude isn't really relative to the amount of suffering that they've suffered in life or not, or the amount of abundance and gifts they've received in life. A person's capacity for gratitude is cultivated based on a choice to give thanks, to look to begin, what is the one thing I have here to give gratitude for in my life? And what is the next and what is the next? 
And so as we talk about gratitude, um, let us not be foolish about it and simple about it. Let's talk about it as a power, as a capacity to cultivate in our lives, regardless of the circumstances in our life, that it is a choice that we can make and that that choice to take a moment and look at what we have gratitude for is a choice to regain perspective, regardless of what our life is tossing at us in the moment. And as um, for myself, recently, just only a few days ago, I was in the midst of a big dance ritual around an enormous fire in a beautiful conference um, of shamanic practitioners up in British Columbia, um, Canada. And at a point in this ritual, the next, there was a song that was being sung in an indigenous tongue, and the translation of the words were really simply to thank the earth for its many blessings. And in the midst of this ritual, I, I found myself sort of thrown to my knees, my hands on the earth, to give thanks. And I found all these things that I had gratitude for pouring out of me with my tears, giving, giving thanks to the earth. And what I came out of that with is the understanding that as I have in my own humble life cultivated the capacity for gratitude and the willingness to make that choice, what has grown in me is the ability to see the blessings that are in my life that I couldn't see before. So a second power that gratitude offers us is it cultivates in us the capacity to see blessings which are often invisible. So with that thought, we'll move into our break here. And I hope that you'll join us after this break as we continue our discussion of the power of gratitude. Thank you all for joining me today. Welcome back, everyone, to Why Shamanism Now. This is your host, Christina Pratt. And today we are discussing the power of gratitude. So in this section, we're going to talk about gratitude as a function in life, as, a, as a, an action or a function that makes things work out. So gratitude, or the willingness to shift your awareness into a state of gratitude, allows you to shift your consciousness into that realm of energies where the coincidences of things either come together or they don't. You know, when I'm in my brain that's thinking about remembering to go to Office Max and get some more paper for the printer, and I've got to go to the grocery store because I don't have any eggs for breakfast, and I'm in that mind, I'm not really tuned in to gratitude, blessings, and what's making my life work. I'm just trying to remember what's on my list, right, and trying not to hit people while I'm driving. Okay. Gratitude, as we drop into a state of gratitude, a true gratitude felt in the body like that beautiful client I had that just spoke, you know, so passionately about, I'm just so happy to be alive, I should be dead 10,000 times over from the way I've lived my life, but here I am, that gratitude. So when we shift into that gratitude, we shift into that level of consciousness where we can begin to tap in to the relationship with spirit. Whether you believe in spirit or not, the point is there's a relationship with spirit that allows the coincidences to come together to make your life work or the coincidences to not come together, which makes your day really hard. So what we need to understand is that that's right, right in that place where we are creating our own reality. And again, we're not talking about this from a create-your-own-reality, blame, shame yourself or others. In other words, you know, you've got cancer and now you've created your own reality, neener, neener, neener. We're not looking at it that way. It's simplistic. And it's an abuse of a spiritual truth. We are creating our own reality. 
But we need to understand the level at which that's operating. But it is operating at this level of gratitude, where if I shift into a state of gratitude and choose to be thankful for what is in my path, then what's going to begin to be in my path is those things to be grateful for. I know that sounds really simple, but the truth is when I'm tuned into gratitude, I'm tuned into my helping spirits. When I'm tuned into my helping spirits, things start to come together. When I lose that connection and start to try to do everything myself as a single human alone in the world, everything becomes hard because I'm alone in the world. So this is what we're talking about. Now, my personal belief before I knew anything about shamanism was very simple. My belief was that my life was conspiring not with my ego or my personality, which was very frustrating because, of course, I would have liked to have been running my own show at least, right? But what I came to understand, because I couldn't control my life, nor could I control my soul. So I began to see not only could I not control them, but the two were conspiring against me, frankly, that my life and my soul were conspiring to get my ego identity person to wake up and pay attention to what really matters. And those who are in our care will either suffer or flourish in that simple truth of our existence. So in other words, if I refuse to pay attention to the great conspiracy of my life and my soul, I'm going to create an environment for those who are in my care where they will suffer. If I choose to be aware that there's a great conspiracy between my life and my soul and to use that conspiracy to wake up and learn to focus on what really matters and to give some gratitude for things and tune in to what's real and what matters, then I will create a context in which the people in my care will flourish. So this is another way we create these situations in life where people like homeless teens or people that have suffered a great deal of soul loss, that, that these people who are in our care, usually children or sometimes the elderly, end up being really caught up in a, in a life that they can't see any reason to be grateful for because they're caught up in our refusal to participate with the conspiracy of our life and our soul to wake up. And when we don't participate in the conspiracy of our life and our soul to wake up, then we don't have a lot to be grateful for either. And so part of the choice of gratitude is the recognition that we are not in charge of things and that our life is in conspiracy with our soul to get us to wake up. It's part of the reason that we're all here. So let's wake up and start to learn ways to pay attention to what's really going on. What is your life really trying to teach you? What does your soul really want you to pay attention to? That's, for me, the answer to the question, why shamanism now? Because as a contemporary person, you know, just like you, everybody else, I needed shamanism to learn to pay attention, to learn to listen to that conspiracy, to be able to hear that conspiracy, and ultimately to be able to communicate with that conspiracy between my life and my soul so I could start to see my life as something to be grateful for instead of something just to be depressed about, which I did feel earlier in my life. So as I was getting ready for today's um, show, I found a quote that was perfect. And this is by um, someone I hope you are all aware of, but if you're not, you should be, Rob Brezhne. And his work can be mostly accessed through a website called freewillastrology.com. 
And the quote goes like this. Life is a vast and intricate conspiracy designed to keep you well supplied with blessings. What kind of blessings? $10 million, a gorgeous physique, a perfect marriage, a luxurious home, a high status, maybe. But just as likely, interesting surprises, dizzying adventures, gifts you hardly know what to do with, and conundrums that dare you to get smarter and wilder and kinder and trickier. So this is from his book, Pronoia. And uh, this is, I would suggest, um, a lovely gift for yourself or others in the holiday season, and I suggest you buy it at Powell's.com here in Portland. So what this book is, is Rob's revised and expanded edition. Uh, Pronoia is an attitude for paranoia, how the whole world is conspiring to shower you with blessings. And in this book, Rob offers all of us an extensive array of experiments, games, rituals, and meditations you can use to boost your levels of ingenious happiness. But what I see in this, other than the fact that it's a great book and y'all should go buy it and give it widely as gifts this Christmas, if you give Christmas gifts, is that it's talking about, essentially, you can choose to see life one way or the other. And when you choose to see life, um, by looking at what do I have today to be grateful for? What has allowed my day to be possible? What is the only thing that allowed your day to be possible was was the bus? So be grateful for the bus. It's a place to start. It doesn't have to look pretty. It doesn't have to be the things that were in that grace that you got taught when you were in Catholic school or whatever, not to dump on Catholic school. But the point is, for gratitude to matter, you need to be thankful for something that's real, that's present in your life. And so it's a choice, but it's a choice that needs to be based on reality and needs to be felt in real ways. Part of the beauty of Rob's book is, again, it gives you games and rituals and things to think about, things to practice, ways to open up to be a type of person who can be um, connected to the things for which we have gratitude, can think about things that way. So if we move into shamanism now, we move beyond just the recognition that we have choice in the matter. We have the capacity to choose, to stay tuned into our soul and the great conspiracy of our life with our soul to get us to wake up and pay attention to the things that matter. So what do we do after we wake up? Again, for me, I needed the shamanic skills after that because then I need to know what to do with all of that. How do I maintain that conversation? How do I deepen that conversation and deepen my relationship with the things in life that matter? Well, this practice of gratitude, just as I described with the man in the beginning of the show, this practice of gratitude is a way to truly, immediately drop into grace, drop into that relationship with spirit that's functioning on this level um, of engagement with what is real. Because in reality, life is filled with blessings. And one of the most powerful things shamanism has offered me is not only the ability to, to give thanks and to acknowledge the blessings in my life, which is really powerful, but to begin to see all aspects of life as, as a blessing. That which is ugly, that which is painful, that which has broken my heart. The greatest blessing of my life is the relationship 20 years ago that broke my heart. 
which makes my heart now large enough to embrace the relationship that I'm in now with my life, with my work, with my lover, with my family, that these great tragedies of life can also be seen as blessings, which we can ultimately be deeply grateful for. So this, for me, has been one of the great powers of shamanism, is how to extend this practice of gratitude from those things which are a blessing, those things which have allowed my day to unfold in a good way, to be able to work with things in my life, to come to a place of gratitude for that which, you know, leaves a bad taste in my mouth, that which really frustrates me, that which I wish was gone, that which I wish never had existed, but to come to a place of gratitude and richness and development around my relationship with the things that are hard to feel gratitude for and to recognize every single bit of my life as a blessing. Now, I'm not saying I've mastered that, but I'm saying what shamanism has given me is the tools to do that as practices, as daily practices, as a way to go forward and to enjoy the messiness of the imperfection of my life as I'm doing it. So, what we're going to continue with here is a topic. We're about to go to break. I don't want to go too deeply into it. But in shamanic traditions, they take this whole concept of gratitude even deeper. And they look at... We don't, we don't really have a word for it in English. So I'm really stretching our sort of bounds with our own language here as we begin to talk about this next part of this idea. But in shamanism, the capacity to be in this state of gratitude with my life, with my soul, with the energies that are helping me get through the day, with the people, the things, all these energies, and to, to stay in a state of gratitude with these energies is actually how I'm participating in weaving the very fabric of life. Um, it's as if to say my, my, this, this attitude of gratitude, this, this state of being in, connected to these things is what is weaving the fabric of life even more so than the things I'm doing. I don't know how, how better to express that. It's very hard because we, just, we don't even have it in our English religious concepts, really. This idea that it is my right relationship with all things and being in a state of gratitude and understanding those as blessings that keeps all things connected as they are where the real energies exist. So chew on that for a little bit. Think about that a bit as we go to break. As we come back from break, we'll talk a little bit more about this concept, which in Quechua, which is a, the language of the Andes, um, is a word called Aini. So thank you all for joining me here today as we talk about the power of gratitude, and I hope you'll all join me as we return from this break. Welcome back, everyone, to Why Shamanism Now. This is your host, Christina Pratt, and today we are talking about the power of gratitude. And we're moving into a concept that is really, really challenging to talk about in English because we don't have any words for it. Um, we are using a Quechua word, and, and it's spelled A-Y-N-I, Aini. And um, if you'd like a beautiful reference about this, there is a book called The Andean Codex by John E. Williams. You can get it anywhere uh, you want to. You can try Powell's.com in Portland. I know it's there. I Googled it today just to see. 
Um, and in the Andean Codex, he's talking about five principles that connect with one another in a circular flow that perpetuates the power, this kind of this power that I'm trying to talk about as, a, as an aspect of gratitude that, that allows the day to work, allows the fabric of things to unfold for you in a way that things can come together. And in other words, it's a way to approach your life that will allow things to come together versus one of the things I see in a more, I don't know, new age, for lack of a better word, kind of practice today where people are busily focusing their intention to manifest what they want. Okay, now most people go, well, Christina, what's the problem with that? Well, the problem with that is there is no conversation with your soul and spirit in that. Because most of us identify with ourselves from an ego personality place. And that all we're doing is, is using spiritual principles of intention and focus and prayer and manifestation to make manifest what we want. What if what you want would bring the downfall of mankind in 10 generations? Would you maybe change what you want right now? I mean, what it, I mean, think about it. Our ancestors wanted electricity. Can we blame them? No, we can't. But tossing electricity into these nuclear power plants is a problem for us now. What if we had foreseen that? Would we have manifest that? This is what I mean by using shamanic skills to make better quality decisions. And so what this, what you can read about in the Andean Codex by uh, Williams is this idea of how these principles connect so that when we start to use our powers of manifestation and focus and prayer, that we're doing it in a way that has taken our place in the fabric of everything into consideration. So we're doing it from a place of all the spiritual principles, not just that one single spiritual principle that you can manifest your destiny, that you can manifest whatever you want. I mean, that by itself is grossly dangerous. So what we're talking about today is gratitude and this deep, deep, deep understanding of gratitude as a thing that allows things, the fabric of life, to weave itself and for you to participate in that weaving. Okay, so this is an old way of thinking about things, and it embodies a wisdom that lies beneath our noticing, so beneath what is obvious, beneath the way we engage in life as an ego identity person. Um, And even though we feel its benefits and we know it when we are touched by it in our life, and yet it still operates deep below. So the first piece of this is is a way, the way of beauty, love and beauty, It's about feelings and emotions and about radiating kind of caring and loving kindness. And this really has to do very much like I was talking about the man at the beginning of the show, to simply choose your attitude, your perspective, your stance for the day, that I choose to be a person who cares about things. So then the next piece is a way of knowledge, and that means to learn, to know, and to remember. So if I choose to be a person who's going to care about things and care about kindness, I'm going to learn and come to know and remember an entirely different life experience than if I choose a different stance in life. 
And so you're going you're gonna to learn whatever you're going to learn. You're going to experience, you're going to experience, you're going to come to know what you know, and you're going to remember what you remember. Based on what your life throws at you, remember, life is in conspiracy with your soul. But your stance relative to that conspiracy completely changes or colors what that learning is. So we begin with this stance, this, this attitude of opening up our heart to have our feelings and emotions, to choose to care about life, and then to learn and to know and to remember from that stance. And then out of that comes a way of action. And that means to find your work in the world that is your right livelihood, that it's ecologically sound, it benefits others, it encourages community and service. So it doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't have to look like Mother Teresa. You can be the technician who's recording this show so people can listen to it. The point is the motivation or the attitude from which you do that. Action. The actions themselves are almost irrelevant. The important thing is the place from which we're doing it and then the ramifications of those actions on the world. That's what we really need to look at. So then from that comes an idea that is basically a way of life. It includes looking at um, energy that makes up the way of life and links all things on earth. So at this point, if you start with an attitude of caring, and you learn from that perspective, and you begin to take action in that, you start to see how your actions affect other things and the connectedness of things. And you start to see how your choice to care creates a a way of life that is worth caring about. And then we're back to gratitude. There are more things to be thankful for, more ways in which you feel blessed as that interconnectedness of things starts to unfold before you because you're paying attention at that level. You're seeing how your actions do and don't affect things as you expect them to. And ultimately, this brings us around to this concept of Aini that I was trying to get us around to, which is this, this way of reciprocity, this way of understanding that in this exchange of my, my stance in life, my experience of life, my actions, my understanding how those actions fit into a bigger picture, I'm ultimately seeing the flow of things. And in that is really a more adult perspective about love. In our pop media-driven culture, we tend to get really hooked on this sort of bizarre, very sort of romantic love as the highest state of love. And that's really pretty uh, juvenile, really. And that there are higher states of love we would want to aspire to, not that we don't begin there in our lusty teenage years, but one would hope our concept of love expands as we start to see the connectedness of things and start to understand some of the spiritual principles that bind things. And then when we begin to return the good that comes to us and to show respect for all living things without judgment of what's coming and going in our life, we begin to really feel this um, beauty of the interconnectedness of things, which feeds back into that stance I talked about in the beginning, the openness of the heart, choosing to care, choosing to be kind, that that this is a, a cyclical way of engaging in the moving energies of life. So anyway, I always feel like I fail miserably trying to explain this because it's so foreign to our current contemporary culture. Um, A colleague of mine, Alex Stark, who um, is an amazing practitioner, he's he's just Alex Stark, A-L-E-X-S-T-A-R-K.com, tons of wonderful stuff on his website, wrote an article many, many years ago, and it was published in Sherpa Life, which is Sherpa Life. Dot com, 
um, back in July, it's probably archived on their site, about this concept of Aini. And what he said is that um, the ancient Peruvians believed that all of reality is held together by one simple principle, which is called Aini in Quechua, the native language of the Andes. This word translates into English as reciprocity, the principle of equal exchange of energy, not just stuff, energy. So that was my little parenthetical there. Aini affects everything because the ancient Peruvians, like their modern counterparts, understood that energy cannot be created or destroyed, only exchanged. For everything that is spent, a corresponding force must be created. For every gift we receive, a corresponding gesture must be made in return. But Aini really speaks to something more than just a gesture. And Alex continues in this article, article to explain how he learned about this from his mother as a little boy growing up in Peru. For ancient Peruvians, gratitude was not only something which we needed to feel in a sentimental way or an emotional way. It was the foundation for action and was related to another principle which categorized all of human activity into three areas, which we just talked about, knowledge, labor, and love. In order for I need to be manifest, knowledge must be first cultivated and the self, in the self, and then shared in order to be useful to the community. Labor, on the other hand, has no meaning if it is centered on the self. It must render a service to the community at all times. And love is at the center, binding our efforts to ourselves and our loved ones. To be worthwhile, gratitude must take form. It must be part of the labor, love, and wisdom of society. It is not enough to feel gratitude. It must be made concrete of value. And so when we're talking about Aini and this gratitude that's being offered, it needs to be in our expressions, in our actions, in our attitude, in our stance, not just saying, oh, thanks. Okay. The ancient Peruvians also recognized one additional characteristic of Aini that had to do with the fact that energy is everywhere and that for Aini to be effective, our gift had to be shared not with one or two people, but showered on all of creation. To miss this point, I was warned, this is Alex again telling his story, was to miss the essence of life. To begin with, every action must recognize that all of reality is alive, interconnected, and responsive. So Alex continues, the method my ancestors proposed to get around this seemingly insurmountable problem was simple. Okay. In other words, if I'm going to give thanks for this piece of paper that my little show script here is printed on, I could spend the whole day just trying to give thanks to all the hands that came together, going back to the tree and the water and the nutrients and the soil, and I don't even have time to do the show. All I'm doing is giving gratitude for a piece of paper. So the method his ancestors proposed to get around this seemingly insurmountable problem was simple. Live all of your life in Aini. Show gratitude at all times and make every gesture of your life a labor of love, a retribution for the gifts you receive, the gifts you are to receive, and for the miracle of life itself. Aini is not about record-keeping. It is about living constantly in reciprocity, giving, and getting as part of the dance of life, a dance of energy. So consider this as we go to break, and I'll hope you join me as we continue in this show about the power of gratitude. Welcome back, everyone, to Why Shamanism Now. This is your host, Christina Pratt, and today we're talking about the power of gratitude. And I was just sharing with you an article from a colleague of mine, Alex Stark, talking about gratitude as it is understood deeply in indigenous shamanic cultures. 
um, and what Alex was saying in that article is what he came to understand through his life is that gratitude is not only desirable, it is imperative. Gratitude is not only a polite manner which adorns our upbringing, it is the very fabric of life itself. We are being showered continuously by life with gifts of immeasurable value. Our breath alone is a creation which defies all of our understanding. By the laws of nature, we must give something of equal value in exchange. And it is only in each person that Aini can be made manifest. It is our own creative genius that, through which we can return these gifts, through our labor, our knowledge, and our love. So, gratitude. So as we gather for this week of Thanksgiving, perhaps each one of us can take a moment and really think about, so what are you grateful for? You know, there was a piece, I think Oprah took this woman's book, I think it was a woman's book, and made it very popular for a while, which had to do with keeping a gratitude journal. And there's really something to this, but let's take it a step further. What if you took it from the practice of just writing a list of what you're thankful for, three things you're thankful for from that day? What if we take this to a practice of embodying gratitude, like the man, the humble man that I spoke of at the beginning of the session, the willingness to feel truly gratitude for the essential energies of your life? What if you were to begin each day giving thanks for fire? for that essential energy of life, for that first spark of life fire, life force fire that sparked and began to bring this whole universe of form as we know it into existence, that we might be able to be here today as humans, enjoying the bounty that this planet has to offer, the challenge of how to live here together in a good way, all began back with that spark of fire. And I give gratitude to the fire and that original spark that brought all life into existence. So I give thanks for fire, for lightning, for sparks from flint, from all the many ways my ancestors made fire, that they could be warm, that they could gather, that they could be together in a way that celebrated life. And I give thanks for ice, that spark, that first crystal of ice that responded to that first spark of fire and how that crystal of ice became water and how water flows in our world, how water was the beginning here on the planet of life as we know it. I give thanks for water and I give gratitude to every aspect of our environment and every person who is operating in a way today that we will all have clean water, that all life will have clean and clear water to drink, to bathe in, to cleanse, to play in, to enjoy, that the beautiful waters of our planet, from waterfalls to rivers to lakes to underground cisterns to the oceans, to the weather raining down, to water in all forms. I give thanks. I give thanks to the earth 
the element of the earth and how the nutrients of the earth are drawn up through roots into plants. And those plants are there to be eaten or to be eaten by animals who live on this earth and how the food that I take in each day comes out of the nutrients and the power, the energy, the life force of this earth. I give thanks to the earth for its great variety and beauty and for my own ability to move around the earth to see these wonderful sights, great and astounding beauty, so different from the home that I grew up in. I give thanks for the wonder of this earth and for all the people that these places have created and all the wisdom that these people carry. I give thanks for the earth, the abundance, the beauty, the home, the place, the belonging that we all share. And I give thanks for air. I give thanks for the miracle of air and the fact that it stays here, that we might breathe it and doesn't expand off into space, leave us all suffocating. I give thanks for air and breath, the possibility to breathe anew, to feel the dawn of a new day, to try again, to feel hope, to know there is potential I have not yet lived, and to breathe a breath and step into it. I give thanks to air for inspiration, for illumination, for innovation and creativity. I give thanks to the air for being here for me to breathe and to be alive. And I give thanks to every plant, every person, everything, every part of the geography and the way that things work that allow me to have clean air to breathe. I give thanks for every person involved in some form of technology that will allow us to have clean air and to clean up that which we have polluted. I give thanks for all of these things. I give thanks for the essence of blessing and for the creative ability in each person to recognize the blessings in that day. Whether that blessing is that parking place you needed to make it to that interview that allowed you to get that job you truly wanted or whether the blessing is the laughter coming from your own child or the children of others, whether that blessing is the fact that you took home a paycheck today, whether that blessing is a simple fact that when you turn the spigot, there's hot water coming out. I give thanks for all the blessings of my life that are too many to count, and thanks for the great conspiracy of life with my soul to create a life that allows me to wake up and to engage with that which has presence and meaning. I give thanks for prayer, for potential, for hope and possibility that every day is a possibility for me to begin again, for me to do differently than I did the day before, that this could be the day that I lay down that addiction. This could be the day that I write that first page of that book, that this could be the day that something new begins. I give thanks for prayer and hope and possibility. And I give thanks for love. I give thanks even for those times in my life where the only love I felt was through the spirit help that I had cultivated until time, at that time. 
I give thanks for the love that comes at another stage in my life through my neighbors and through our pets and animals. And I give thanks to those who responded to my work as I put that work out in the world. And ultimately, as my heart was opened through right work in the world, for those who responded to my heart. I give thanks for the love that is present in this world in its many, many forms. Rarely the one I'm asking for, but always there. And finally, I give thanks for life and this great miracle. All right, and it is now August 2016, and people around the world are challenged by crisis levels of racism and systemic hatred, war and warmongers, creating refugees and a scarcity of refuge, self-serving politics, and a dearth of true leadership around the globe. So what are we to do? So we have talked on this show for years about becoming the new people who can write a new story for the new world. So let's begin now to be those people. It is time for us to pick up our power. Joy, gratitude, faith, and blessings are all powers that we each possess. They are not things life gives us. They are not tied to rank or to privilege or to circumstances. They are each powers that we cultivate from within. Joy arises when we have been accountable to ourselves. When we listen to our inner voice and allow the person within to shape us, not the forces of the world around us or our worry or stress about those outer forces. Joy positions us to know our shadow and transform it. It positions us to take our shadow out of the collective shadow of unconscious hatred and fear. Joy arises when we have been truly accountable to our inner self. So gratitude is a choice to see beyond the surface of instant gratification. Gratitude is when we orient towards that attitude, that perspective in the world to see what we are grateful for. And in that, we are then forced out of unconscious entitlement. And for those who do enjoy rank, privilege, and power culturally, but don't think about it, then your entitlement is unconscious. And it's important for us to recognize that where we position ourselves unconsciously in that entitlement, in that privilege, we orient ourselves 180 degrees away from gratitude. And so gratitude, the practice of gratitude allows us all to turn in to the real energies that are around us, to see under the surface and to engage with what is really going on in our world. And once we do that, we can see the effects of our own internalized sexism or racism or any of the other systems or hatred or fear that we are unconsciously participating in. So faith is the power to stand in the unknown with the uncertainty and the discomfort and to take a new step forward anyway. And then another, and then another, even though it's still not comfortable. 
It's the power to do what hasn't been done. It's the power to do what feels impossible. And there is a lot in the world right now that feels impossible. And yet we are the people born into this time. So faith gives us the power to do what hasn't been done. Without the capacity for faith, and frankly barrels of it, we will not be able to be the change that we seek. Blessings are the power to give life and protection to what is new and uncertain. Blessings give strength to that which doesn't have strength yet. To give it time, blessings, give that which doesn't have strength yet time to become the new story that will shape the new world. How often does the new rise up only to be torn down before it can actually take root and grow? So to receive blessings is to have the power of vulnerability to be part of something larger than you are. So the power of blessings are to give blessings and the power of blessings is to receive blessings. So I'm rerunning these four shows today, right now, this month in August, as an answer to the question, what are we to do in our world today? I'm running these shows so that we can really look at how do we pick up our power in a way that allows us to address the challenges of our time effectively and creatively and honestly. So let's begin by cultivating the powers that we all have access to no matter our circumstances. Let's begin by moving into our humanity that place in which we are all equal and to cultivate the powers that are equally accessible to all of us there. And then let's begin to shore up our own power in the world. Let's begin by cultivating the powers that we have access to, joy, gratitude, faith, and blessing so that we can step into those moments and ask the questions that start the conversations that need to be started. That we can use our privilege to touch those daily moments of injustice where we experience it at the grocery store, in the parking lot. That we need to not only ground, have boundaries, begin to stop leaking energy, but we then need to cultivate the power to do things in the world, to change the status quo, and to do it in a way that is actually going to create something different. Joy does not require happiness. That we all have access to joy because it is about our relationship with our true and deep self. Gratitude is not a luxury for people who get what they want. Gratitude isn't about, oh gee, I got everything I wanted today at the grocery store. That gratitude um, is simply a requirement for anyone who wants the help of spirit. And anyone who wants to address that which appears impossible needs the help of spirit. So faith does not require religion. And I would say at this time on this planet that it is possible 
that religion-based faith in and of itself is part of the problem, but that human beings themselves need the capacity for faith, not in a religion, but simply faith itself, that ability to stand in the unknown and be uncertain and to go forward anyway. And I think in many, many ways, people that know the capacity of faith that is not bound to religion in many ways have a stronger sense of faith, one that can, is more resilient and endures the great changes that need to happen in our time. And blessings are a way to give life to that which you value, to give it strength and to help it to survive and to thrive. So when we turn our attention to something and we engage in it, we offer it energy, we offer it belief, and we might even offer it blessing. And so human beings need to become very conscious of what they choose to pay attention to, what they choose to believe in, and most importantly, what they choose to bless. So these inner powers are available to all of us, but they must be cultivated. It is very easy to turn our back on gratitude, on faith, on blessings, and on joy. It's very easy to reach for something simpler. It's like reaching for the junk food when you're stuck on the couch instead of getting up to make a real dinner. It's very, very much like that. So these inner powers must be cultivated, and when they are, they fill us with grace. So a person empowered by this grace, and any person, any human being, can access these powers and cultivate grace in their own life. The grace of their own joy, their own gratitude for life, their own faith, and the grace of blessings, of giving blessings, of being blessed. So a person empowered by this grace is a person who has cultivated uh, a way to be empowered, to take action in the world in new ways, ways that were not familiar or comfortable to them before. So I ask us all to start now to lead your own life as you wish your elected leaders would lead you. Stop waiting for someone else to do it for you. Start now to live your own life as you wish others would live. Start now to teach by example. Stop arguing on Facebook, yelling at the TV, complaining about other people, and looking outside of yourself. Cultivate grace. Lead from grace. Live from grace. And teach others how to touch these four powers within themselves and cultivate their own grace. So what if everyone around the world who listens to this radio show, just this one humble radio show, were to cultivate the grace of joy, of gratitude, of faith, and blessings over this next month? What if we became the people of power right now by cultivating each of these powers that are equally accessible to all people within ourselves? What if you, a listener to this show, became the person that gives others hope? became the person that inspires others by example? What if you, through that grace, became the answer to life's prayer, the prayer that you were born into this life 
to be the answer to. Today, I have gratitude to the earth below, the sky above, the ancestors that gather around all of us in their human and non-human forms, and to the hearts that unite us all. May you all go out in this week and have the courage to use your heart.